0: hello 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 (laughs) hello this is chad and i'm here with zick you're here for another episode of zick and wick talking about the mandalorian and i am hesitant to even do the recap of this episode or mc this episode at all i i kind of think that maybe zack should be the one to go through this episode i i woke up this morning and i go on to our group text and zick here is ecstatic this guy is friggin bummed you can't see his face right now but he's grinning zach i i I take it you like this episode
1: i like this episode a little bit without (laughs) getting into spoilers if you were not i mean we're gonna get into spoilers but if you are if you've watched any of rebels any of clone wars or you're up on any of that this was the biggest payoff episode you could ever dream of. I was literally smiling and happy all day just from watching <laughs> that episode. This morning.
0: Nerd, nerd alert! Do you consider what happened in this episode fan service or actually true payoff?
1: That's a that's a good question, and I, and I will probably have to get your input because I know you're not as you're not as up in the cartoons as I am. I always kind of like to ask my wife and I always watch, watch this together like either a day or my two wife. After it comes out. So I would be curious to get your perspective. I'm curious to get her perspective once she sees it of how she felt from having no idea basically who these characters were and just coming to it as just a an episode kind of by itself. I mean it's all the history is what did it for me, but I still thought it was a, I mean I thought it was a good episode besides having all the, the cool connections too. How did you feel about the episode, just not having the background that I did?
0: So I have seen majority of Clone Wars. I haven't finished it, but I'm through about, I think I'm through five seasons. So I know who this character is, but I think this character that we have yet to discuss is prevalent beyond just Clone Wars. True or false?
1: Uh, she is, but... I'd say the majority of what she shows up in it, it. Really, she I I can't think of any books she shows Z-Zac- up in. Yeah. Zach, yeah.
0: Let's just let's just say her name. Her name is Bo Katan. Bo Katan, is that right? Bo Katan yes. cries, and she is. Uh, well, is she Mandalorian? Because this is the semantics that I, I I have a hard time with. She is one hundred percent
1: Mandalorian. Her her sister was the. Basically, her sister was the Mandalore. Her sister was the leader of Mandalore during the Clone Wars. So again, we get. I mean, they. I'm, I like how they're not doing the. They don't show you the title in the in the little Disney Plus spoiler card. They don't give yes. it to you at the very beginning. As yes. soon as I, it was kind of the same as the Marshal. As soon as I saw the Heiress, I wasn't as sure about this one. Like, my like, God, oh, this could be. I'm like, I bet this is Bo Katan because there's been. There's been rumors about all these characters that are going to show up this season. There was rumors that Katie Sackhoff was filming stuff for Disney or for, for the show. So, I mean, she's filming it. it that's her character. She voiced the character in the, in the animated shows. So that's so as soon as I saw the heiress, I'm, I, I was 70 percent sure that's where they were going. I just I didn't want to believe it till it happened.
0: All right. Let's just do some recap just so people have context the mandalorian and the child and frog lady arrive at this planet and they're looking for well looking for the frog lady's husband in addition to that the frog lady's husband hes know, called.
1: Like, i think in the credit he's actually called frog man
0: <laughs> frog lady and frog man all right so these frog people they know where mandalorians are um wait is that the like, who do they know the so who the knows whole, the, the, the whole reason
1: are. they're they're going here is because well at least in the last episode, how they discuss it is that he knows he's seen Mandalorians, so obviously they've been on this frog the frog man has yeah the frogman has his he's talked to his wife he's told his wife that he's seen them, so that's how this all kind of starts happening so he knows he knows they're on the planet he just he kind of knows oh, I don't know exactly where they are, but you should probably go to the canteen because that's pro- there's probably somebody in there that does know who the
0: everybody you you meet people you would your rendezvous at a bar (laughs) it's the hordes all about the cantinas that's right all right so we, we can skip the small steps in between but let's just say the mandalorian and the child get into a situation and bo katan and her crew on this planet have been observing the mandalorian and they rescue him and the child from a sketchy situation. But that's just the beginning of this episode. So Bo-Katan in the Clone Wars, she was part of Death Watch, which was in the beginning.
1: Yeah, in the very beginning. But then, so that's like the very first arc that she ever shows up in. She is part of Death Watch, which is kind of the, they haven't really totally, they've, they've kind of been exiled from Mandalorian Mandalore because they're kind of the They're almost like the the military um, extremists. They're not quite like, they haven't quite been just like totally expelled, but they're like, you guys need to stay over there. You guys are too extreme for our planet. And she's, she was part of the military, so she was part of that. But over, over her time in the Clone Wars, she realizes that, yeah, these guys are not, I mean, because Mandalore at that time was a pacifist nation. Like they didn't, the whole reason, the whole thing they talk about during the Clone Wars is they didn't want to take sides. They didn't want to be on... The Republic side, but they didn't want to be on the separatist separatist side. Uh, Obi Wan has a connection with the leader of, of Mandalore. They they were uh, they loved each other basically. Bo Katan sister, is sisters with this leader, so that's how she gets thrown into the mix. But she realizes that Death Watch is not a good thing. She is a true Mandalorian though. She's from the planet. That's what she grew, grew up with. She's a warrior. She's all the things you think of when it comes to Mandalorian.
0: But Bo Katan. She has an edge to her. Whether or not she's a good person or a good guy, quote-unquote good guy, or a bad guy, she, nothing is getting in this warrior's way. She is ruthless. Yes, yeah, she is. <laughs> and she's, she's very and,
1: consistent like that in Clone Wars and Rebels. She, and now in this show, she's always like that. She's always got something that she's fighting for.
0: But there's something about Bo-Katan that is, that is unique. Given her background... And her persistent, um, well, given her origin of Mandalorian, a true Mandalorian in both, well, we'll talk about Creed in a second, but she was born on the planet and she grew up on the planet and she knows the people. Whereas uh, Din, our main character, the Mandalorian, he seems to have an idea. He was raised by the Watch, as we discover. But it seems like his history with the Mandalorians is a little limited. Like I'm not sure how much the age difference is, but Bo-Katan clearly is older than the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. older than Din, and has more background and more perspective about the culture and the people of the Mandalorians.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm not sure how old Din is. Well, we can probably figure it out. He was about he was about he was ten. Up- he was about, like, 10, what? You think? Eight, ten, I
0: think? ten. like, yeah, eight to ten when when the Purge happened.
1: Okay, so and I, I went I went and wrote all these numbers down. No, um, no, no, that wasn't the Purge. That was during the Clone Wars, because they showed all the, the droids and everything attacking. Okay, where he was at. okay. Um, so Clone Wars happened roughly 19 years before Battle of Yavin, and this show takes place nine years after Battle of Yavin. So do a quick bath. Nineteen plus eight 27 plus seven plus nine. He's thirty-eight ish. He's in the probably uh-huh. his late thirties, mid mid to late thirties. is what he's supposed to be. Bo Katan in Clone Wars was early to mid twenties. So doing the math, she's in her late forties to early fifties during this show when she appears in this show. So yeah, okay. she's got some. She got. She's seen a lot more. She's seen a lot more than him. Yes. And I, and I really, I, mean, I, I really like that reveal. His view of Mandalore is very narrow. It's just what he was taught growing up. He was—he's never even been to Mandalore. He's just—it's what Death Watch or the Watch taught him, and that's it. Like he's basically given, and he it was a good reason he gave in because they saved his life, um, and he yeah. saw it.
0: Well, he—he—it's not that he's giving in, but he was raised in a certain um sect of this of this culture and that's all he knows. Where the truth is that there's a long history and it's much more complicated. So uh, let's just talk about it. Bokatan hears that the Mandal- well the Mandalorian sees Bo Katan take off her helmet and the other Mandalorians that are with Bokatan take off their helmets and Din is not about this life. He does not take off his helmet. He's being Essentially being challenged, and you can tell he's almost like insulted or uh, repulsed by this. Like, he this is offensive almost, yeah. He thinks, and she basically laughs at him, yeah. She basically laughs at him,
1: yep. Oh, yeah, he thinks they're um, it's like the marshal, he thinks that they just stole that armor. That's why he he asks her, Where did you get that armor from? because he doesn't think they're true. If if they're taking their helmets off, they're not true Mandalorians in his mind's eye.
0: Yeah. She basically says, oh, you're one of them. You're part of the watch. And she is amused by his limited perspective and his reaction kind of makes her chuckle. So Din takes off. But, you know, bo and her crew are not giving up on him. They So after he, they kind of
1: all separate and go their separate ways. He gets jumped by the Coran, so they have to save him again. So they they finally talk to him, and they kind of share what's going on. And Bo Katan knows that the reason she's not giving up on him is she knows that there's always different. There's different houses when it comes to the Mandalorians, and a lot of times they're feuding against each other. At least when they when Mandalore was strong, there's always rival houses. But it always comes to be that whenever they need to team up, and a, Man, Mandalorians are the strongest when they team up together. So she's she sees him and she sees him as a potential al, a strong ally. But she needs to basically kind of explain this to him that, hey, we're, yeah. we we need to be on the same side to to get Mandalore back.
0: Okay, so Bo-Katan needs the Mandalorian to help her and her buddies. On this mission and the mission is to get weapons and a certain uh, Mandalorian weapon back from the former Imperials and we see Moff Gideon and it turns out that what what Bo-Katan is after is the Darksaber the weapon we see Moff Gideon wield at the end of season one now As we talked about in prior episodes of of Zick and Wick, this Darksaber, his strong connections to the Mandalorian people, and it's in uh, various series, and Bo-Katan wants this weapon back. It sounds like Bo-Katan wants to take back Mandalore, the planet, and she needs this weapon as part of her plan. Yes
1: so just to kind of step back they do explain in clone wars and rebels that the the dark saber there was only ever one mandalorian who joined the jedi who who was a a jedi and this this mandalorian forged their lightsaber like all the all the jedis do but they forged it with this dark blade when that mandalorian died the jedi basically reclaimed the lightsaber mandalorians were not cool with that they basically raided the jedi temple Took it back, and this became the symbol of the. You know, this it eventually became the symbol of the leader of Mandalore. So whoever cl- whoever had the, dark saber was the the ruler of Mandalore. Now it it passed through different leaders, but it also did get lost at one point. It gets found in clone, during the Clone Wars series. So basically, they're kind of going back to the old way that whoever owns this is going to rule Mandalore. Doesn't really work out in the Clone Wars. By the time they get to Rebels, all the kind of houses are in a mini civil war. They, there's a bunch of houses feuding with each other. Some of the houses are backed by the Empire. In the final season, I think the premiere of the final season of Rebels, Bo Katan ends up with the dark and pretty much all the good clans, all the clans that aren't allied with the Empire, see her as the leader of Mandalore at that point. So she she is basically the she is the leader of Mandalore at the the last time we see the dark saber this is about 10 or 11 years before we see her in mandalorian so a lot has happened in that 10 11 years we've heard about the purge the the mandalorian purge that happens sometime between that rebels timeline and now uh we don't know when and then that's got to be the assumption of when Moth gideon gets the dark saber it happens during the purge so there's a little mini history lesson on the Dark Saber. Okay. Is that
0: more, so, than, more than you wanted to know? <laughs> A little more than I wanted to know. I don't think the Mandalorian has any sort of idea of how valuable or important the Darksaber is. Mm-hmm. I don't think he even cares about the Mandalore the planet of Mandalore. It almost feels as though the Mandalorian, Dinjarin, it almost feels as though Dinjarin is in love with the idea of the Watch and the Mandalorians but has no real conception of the reality of what it means to be a Mandalorian. and He's he's slowly learning this. So Bogotan uses the word zealot. The Watch she describes as almost like a cult that are beyond what is a pragmatic interpretation of what the Mandalorian warriors should be. And this makes sense given that she was basically part of this cult and she's broken free of it and she has a proper perspective to say, you don't, you don't need to be doing this. You're, this is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. But she may think that you know, the extent of his devotion to this cult is ridiculous, but she's pretty ruthless herself. I guess she has some principles, right? But I'm very curious if, when, if and when she gets her seat back in Mandalore and actually rules over Mandalore, if power will corrupt her. Because I still see a bit of, bit of edge, a bit of darkness in her.
1: So she doesn't want to be the ruler. She's seeing the path that no one else is going to do it. Someone needs to do it. And if it's got to be her, then it's got to be her.
0: So Din Djarin and bo They complete their mission To get the weapons off this ship However it's missing The Darksaber So bo asks Din To join her in this mission To reclaim Mandalore But first they need the Darksaber Neither Din Nor bo Know that Moff Gideon Has the Darksaber Remains to be seen what happens with that Din says, no, we're not going to, I'm not going to help you reclaim Mandalore. I need to take care of this child and get this child back to its people. And this brings us back to uh Buk-tan had made a promise to Din if he helped her on the mission to get the weapons. And
1: she does make good on his deal, on her deal. And she gives about the best information
0: you could, you could possibly get. Okay, so, and that's where... Uh bo tells Din Jiren the next step in our journey, the thing that we have been waiting for, the location of Ahsoka Tano, which is, I don't know, did they say the exact location?
1: They did. So they, she says it is the, the planet Corvus in the city of Caladan, which I thought, I don't know if you caught it, city of Caladan, that's another Dune reference. Oh, yeah.
0: That is both in Dune and in Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're off to see Ahsoka Tano. We do not know whether Sabine will be with Ahsoka Tano. And so, okay, do we need to get into Sabine? Do you have okay. any notes on Sabine?
1: Do you want me to, you want me to get into what's, what we might be getting into?
0: Well, yeah, let's talk about it. Okay. Sabine, you said in the previous episode... Sabine and Ahsoka Tano um, were teaming up together, and they were on a quest to do what?
1: So at the very end of Rebels, one of the main characters saves the day by taking the bad character out. They go through hyperspace to an unknown location. But Sabine and Ahsoka decide at the end of this, at the end of the series, that they're going to go find Ezra and so it's been 11 so years. 11 years. So there's a good chance that she's not going to be with her anymore, but there's a chance that she's there. There's also a chance that they found Ezra. There's a chance that they found Thrawn because Thrawn was with Ezra.
0: I suspect, as I've been saying, that they will hint at the location of Ezra and Thrawn and they're going to set up and Sabine and they're going to set up what could be an entirely different show because that is a lot to digest between because we've got a lot of things that we need to handle just within the Mandalorian but these guys aren't making the connections without hope hoping to dig into this mythology further and I don't think they're going to be able to get into all of that within this show on its own
1: no they're, they're not and which is fine i mean just look at i mean john favreau's a a veteran of the mcu if there's another one like this a year two years couple years down the line in a different series that's and something that's connected to the mandalorian even better that's that's what i'm hoping they can establish with this
0: oh, okay so zach I think we've basically covered what happens within the episode and the direct Easter eggs and, and connections that everyone's so excited about. Are there any other notes on Easter eggs or tidbits that you have that you want to go through? And I see you smiling, so it sounds like you have some more.
1: Yeah, how much time do you got? Oh um, boy,
0: okay. So let, let's let's go through them quickly and then I'll pick up okay,
1: okay, if you watch the recap that Disney Plus puts on before the episode, it's... There's, they always choose interesting scenes, like scenes that you do, you're not sure what are connected. But the very first thing they show in the recap is the armor and their fight they have about removing the helmet. And did you, mm-hmm. did anybody remove this helmet? Um, that was that was perfect foreshadowing for the episode. But it also then it starts making you think: Is the armor really a good guy? Is the armor really like a a bad Death Watch person? Like it, how much history do they know? Um, do they, does the when you armor, say the
0: armor, the armor, the armor, the armor, armor, the uh, armor from season one, the uh, the the blacksmith,
1: right? Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So the fact that they showed her in the recap, I think that's setting up some some cool stuff to come along in the future.
0: And you know what? I rewatched that episode of the first season, and the armor, I believe, is still alive. Yeah. Yeah. She, as far as we know, she is. So we, yeah. we're, we may find that we have opposing factions of the Mandalorians still alive and in contention and who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. Maybe we get back to Mandalore and we'll have a little civil war all over again.
1: Yeah, which is exactly what the Mandalorians are really good at. So
0: it's just it's <laughs> fighting just really, amongst themselves.
1: Yeah, but it's just really cool to see it in live action. Couple, of I, I thought it was cool just to see all the, the Mon Calamari, like the Admiral Akbar character yes. species and all the corn, just in the same, <laughs> kind of like in this village. The one other thing I liked about that scene was the AT-AT crane. That was pretty cool. Yes. Um, yep. Another thing, so we need to get into this debate. One of the next scenes that comes up after that is they find Frog Guy and Baby Yoda is eyeballing the eggs oh. again. And yes. They, Let's and get Mando into it. And Mando looks at him and says, I know you're hungry. And that is because he knows he's hungry. He's not an evil little boy. He's just a hungry little boy. He's okay. Not- so
0: it last week I was hoping, I didn't, I didn't think it was, it was realistic. But I was hoping the child Baby Yoda had some sort of magic abilities that was going to bring <laughs> fertilizer and bring these eggs to life. I don't know why I had those those pipe dreams. But um, I think they should choose better music cues whenever Baby Yoda is about to go eat some some unfertilized eggs. However, it, it the reality is Baby Yoda was was eating those eggs, and he still wanted to eat more of them. But at the end of this episode, but I, we I, come I, to find out what. Uh, no! Go ahead, Baby. Okay, so Baby Yoda. Oh, sorry, Frog Lady, Frog Man. They, they do their magic to these eggs, and uh, we see one egg hatch, and a, a little frog creature pops out of it. A tadpole and then a frog, and Baby Yoda is playing with the frog. I was a bit nervous when he was playing with the frog because I thought there was still a chance Baby Yoda was going to go eat some veal frog, and I was not going to be cool with it. So wait, what's what's the controversy here? You thought he was just going to play with the frog? I thought he might have been hungry to eat the frog.
1: No, I think he was playing. I think they show that scene where the frog first hatches and he gets super excited. I think that just shows him realizing, oh, hey, this is a cool little living thing. I I probably shouldn't eat it. But he has been known to eat frogs and eat other living things. So who knows? He's still He's still a little toddler. He's still a little infant. He doesn't know what he's doing. But... I think he truly is just playing with the baby at the end.
0: Perhaps. However, I have lost all trust in Baby Yoda. I am not leaving Baby Yoda with any small creatures, any sentient creatures of any size smaller than, let's just say, a a rodent. I'm not leaving with Baby Yoda because Baby Yoda is hungry. Always hungry.
1: Well that's because that's the same reason I don't leave my two year old out on my patio for more than five
0: minutes. Okay. Well your 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 son is not eating um, other small living creatures. No, that was my not first yet.
1: son. that was that was Matt. Mark Mark doesn't put things in his mouth Matt does. <laughs> All
0: right. What you got, Zach? Anything else?
1: Oh, what else did I have? We I already talked about this, but this is uh, the fact that they got Katie Sackhoff to do the character after doing the voice. That was just such a nice fan payoff. She fits it so well. It does make me wonder how, because we're going to see Ahsoka at some point. She's always been an animated character. She's always been voiced by the same voice actress uh, Ashley Eckstein. And now we're going to see her not as Ashley Eckstein. We're going to see her as Rosario Dawson. How is how's that going to go? How is that going to feel? That's that's one yeah. thing I'm really interested in the next cup whenever, whenever it happens in the next few episodes.
0: There's so much hype within the Star Wars community for Rosario as Ahsoka Tano, I can't help but think we're going to be disappointed. Maybe. I, I don't want to be, but I have... Ugh, I'm just... I'm, I am have my fingers crossed that it's going to pay off.
1: The only other like famous actor that's been rumored... I don't even, I'm not even sure how famous he is. He's the... He's the main villain in uh, Terminator 2, the guy who, like, turns into liquid. Oh. Can't even think of his mm-hmm. name at this point, but he's the other rumored person to be in this. Now that I've seen this episode, uh, I go to Thrawn. I'm thinking he might be Thrawn. That's probably wishful thinking
0: on my part. But- I'm looking at a picture of him now. His name is Robert Patrick. Yeah. And I can easily see him as Thrawn. So, any other any other notes you got there, Zach?
1: Yeah, I got just a few more. Um, one thing I really liked, after Bo-Katan's group rescues him the second time, they go back into the uh, cantina. They're talking, and they, he talks about, I'm supposed to deliver this thing to the Jedi. The reaction on uh, Katie off Bo-Katan's face is just, her face is like, you have no idea what I know about the Jedi. Like, I, like I've been through so much <laughs> crap with these guys, And she can't tell that to him. I love the look on her face. He kind of yeah.
0: The the it always surprises me who does know about the Jedi and who doesn't know about the Jedi. I think that's kind of a problem with the Star Wars lore is that how much information has been shared amongst the universe or the galaxy, and what has you know remained a secret, because that's something that's a little bit uh, hard to. Determine what's ubiquitously known about the Jedi.
1: So getting into the next few episodes, we do know that episode five was directed by Dave Filoni. Dave was the creator of Ahsoka. She, he created her for Clone Wars 15, 16, 17 years ago. So she, she, he's even said that, or people at Lucasfilm has said, they can't do anything with the character without his permission. So the other thing I did have, I don't know if you want me to go through it. Um, I, after this episode, I went through the, the program guide for Disney+. Plus. And in case you want to watch or in case anybody else wants to watch I can tell you what all the stuff you should watch for.
0: Basically, Bo-Katan's backstory Oh, we, we can put it on our Twitter page. So if you have any questions for us, feel free to tweet at us. It is Zick and Wick, Zickandwick, Z-I-C-K-A-N-D-W-I-C-K uh, on Twitter. We will also put up the list of essential Bocaton episodes for you to catch up on there. Zach, super nerdy, fanservice-y, but also payoff and fulfilling episode this week. Very happy with it. It's been another episode of Zick and Wick. Hope you enjoyed. We will see you next week.
1: See you later.